Hello, friends, and welcome to Boat 502, your home port for news and information about boating on the Ohio River in and around Louisville, Kentucky. Thanks for joining us, and welcome aboard. William, Steve, thanks for uh, being part of today's conversation. Looking forward to diving in and talking a little bit about uh, boating. I think the first place to start, of course, is uh, how we all got into boating in the first place. Uh, I think everybody has their own unique story, whether it's from childhood or later on, about how they got into boating. And so, William, I'm going to toss it to you first. Uh, How did you first get introduced to to boating? Actually, (laughs) I didn't have a choice. Uh, I was born into a, a boating family. Uh, I had uncles, aunts, cousins. Everybody's already boating. Uh, I'm pretty sure my mom was worried about me having neck problems uh, when I got older in life from sleeping with a life jacket uh, on me. That's how I, I've never known anything outside of boating. What is the uh, first boat that you remember being on? It was an old houseboat. The thing probably ran five knots, <laughs> six knots. Real uh, screamer. Yeah, boy, we, we, we tore it up on the river. Uh, but the one thing that I do remember is so many people on such a small houseboat. Well, in a later episode, we will talk about Coast Guard rules and regulations <laughs> that you probably broke back then. But uh, based on your age, I'm assuming that the Coast Guard may not have existed back then. To, uh, to, to, to we had ski vests. <laughs> and Steve, yeah. what about you? What uh, what was your introduction to boating? Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, and thanks, Ben, for uh, for for doing this tonight. Uh, something we've been looking forward to for a while. Um, you know, my, my first intro to boating, honestly, was probably as a as a toddler driving a little Chevy truck with a Ranger bass boat behind it uh, all across the backyard. You know, backing that thing into ponds and just pretending uh, about being out on a boat and being fishing, uh, you know, when I was a kid. And then, you know, as I grew up, um, first boat we had that I ever went out on was a little 15 foot green fiberglass boat. Don't even remember the brand. Had a 25 horse Johnson on it that proudly proclaimed that it had electric choke. That was like the, I guess, the biggest thing of the day at the time. But, uh, you know, my dad and I took that little boat to, couldn't even tell you how many lakes across central Florida where I grew up, um, you know, little places that you couldn't even get a big bass boat in and um, spent a lot of good time on that um, this, throughout my childhood. Uh, it was the first boat that I ever went out on, first boat I ever drove, first boat I ever trailered when I got my license, uh, first boat I ever launched, obviously, by myself, first boat I took a girl out on a date on um, at, up to uh, up Silver Run, which is a uh, near a state park called Silver Springs in Florida. But uh, that's how I got into it. So it was um, just kind of always part of growing up, uh, mainly me and my dad uh, taking that boat out and going fishing. Yeah, I think my introduction to boating was kind of similar to yours, Steve. I uh, grew up with my grandfather taking me out fishing on a lot of the lakes in eastern Kentucky. Uh, and yeah, as much as I like the fishing part of it, I really just like being out on the boat and exploring the lake, going a lot further than you could, uh, <laughs> just in a, in a canoe or a, a little paddle boat of, of some sort. So I always had great times with him. And, and like you, uh, you know, that, that was the first boat that I learned how to trailer. I learned how to drive. Um, and it was a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of really good memories. Yeah. You know, the best part about that boat is, uh, there was not much you could do to break on it. 
uh, which was good because I probably tried a lot of times. And like uh, like most things uh, that I had uh, or that my dad had growing up that I that I uh, I grew up with, there was always some sort of well, you got to hold this wire to start it or, or or pull this thing or do that. It seemed like every every uh, lawnmower, everything we had required some special thing to do. So it's like when I remember getting my first newer boat when I was older and on my own, I was like, wait a minute, this thing just starts. I mean, it was science. <laughs> But you know those basically are, industry and science to make that stuff right. That's right. That's right. But uh, but good memories though. You know, I mean, it was um, you know it's kind of it's kind of what uh, what I hang on to today. Yeah. That uh, you know some of my happiest uh, times growing up were were on the water. Um, and and like you said, Ben, I I love fishing, still do. But I think uh, what really drew me to it was I just really liked being on the water, being on a boat, and and, and cruising around and, and learning that. So, Steve, you and I talked a little bit about the first boats that we owned uh, as or, or that we had responsibility for. William, what about you? What was the first boat that you owned? Uh, as you're shaking your head, I can only imagine. Uh, Probably something with, with oars, I'm, I'm assuming. You know, the first boat I had, and Ben, I sent you a picture of it. <laughs> Even Ben, I sent you a picture of it earlier. It was actually a display uh, for a uh, uh, in a, I think a Win Dixie, <laughs> and it was a star foam sailboat with a lanteen rig, and it was a handy down. Um, but the first one I ever bought was a 1971 MFG. It was a tri-haul boat with a 65 horsepower Mercury. Um, I would start it up, and you could see the uh, beautiful <laughs> uh, rainbow shield across the water, uh, you know, as the uh, thing just spit out oil. Love that boat. I bought it on New Year's, I'm sorry, Christmas Eve and water demoed it. It was snowing and um, bought the boat, used the boat. It, it was a lot of fun. And But yeah, that was my first one. It was called an MFG and I still today, I, I don't remember I don't remember how about that company ever came about. I don't read anything about them, but I had a ball with it. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier with Steve's uh, uh, boat. Doesn't remember the name of it. Uh, yours was an MFG. I think my first boat was a JB. And, you know, these are all brands that I have never heard of. Uh, I haven't heard of. I haven't seen any of them since. Um, you know, and I think it just goes to show you. Uh, back in the day, how many how many different boats were out there? A lot of consolidation has gone on in the market, of course, but um, you know there, there was there were a lot of different options out there. Well, you know, you know uh, sorry, William, go ahead. I, well, I was saying, Ben. You know, I look back and and see how all that started about, and everybody and their brother used to make a boat. You know, before government set in with controls of everything, you could build boats out of the back of your garage. And I think that's where a lot of our boats came from back in the day. Yeah. Then then they got a little complicated with uh, some electronics and big motors and, and everything else that goes into them now. You know, one thing yeah. I will say, a, le a good lesson to anybody out there considering yeah. buying a boat that I learned with our first boat is that a boat is a, a wonderful investment. Uh, my dad bought that boat in the early 70s for $1,200, I think he told me, and then turned around and I think sold it for $1,500 uh, back in the mid-2000s. So obviously boats do nothing but appreciate. 
Um, don't know who he conned into buying that boat for $1,500, but he did. So, uh, you know, made $300 on that thing. So good for him. On a related note, I have a really good $1,500 boat that I'm willing to part ways with. It's historical. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what boating means to, to us. You know, we've all kind of had experience over the years. Sounds like uh, the three of us grew up with with boats in our lives. Um, but as you kind of think back to that, what what is, you know, what's kind of at the heart and soul uh, for, for boating for you? And William, I'll start with you. It's family. It's friends. It's, it's uh, it, it has a lot to do with just being part of a, like a lifestyle. I was fortunate to be born into a family that had uh, everybody was wrapped around boating, whether it was skiing or fishing or or just going out for the weekend and and planting a bow up on a beach somewhere and and having a bonfire. That's what boating was all about for me back in the day. Yeah, the experience. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, and and Ben, you know, I think uh, you know, for me, uh, it, it's it, it's the same thing. It's really the the experience, the the freedom of being out there. Um, you know, one of the most important things. It, it's a it's an escape. Uh, that's what I found. Um, you know, always grew up with a boat, and then had a boat, and then the first boat I got and got in when I was in college, and my on my own, and then I went through a oh about a eight year period or so when I didn't have a boat, had some major life changes around that time. And first thing I did after that was, uh, was get a boat, uh, uh, a 2006 nitro kind of fulfilling a childhood dream to, uh, to own a bass boat. And, um, one of the first things I noticed and, you know, Ben and I've had the pleasure to, uh, to work together for a long time now. So he knows I'm one of those people that, uh, can be a little addicted to email and my phone and, and everything else. But, uh, one of the first things I noticed is when I was out in that boat, I never touched that phone and that could give me hours of either on a bass boat, standing up on the bow, running the trolling motor casting and until dark and, you know, thinking, you know what, I didn't check that phone for six hours. And, uh, that, that to me, uh, being able to do that, connect, you know, just to disconnect and get out there with my family, with friends, uh, you know, was really important. And, and, um, you know, kind of something that led to uh, something I know we'll, we'll get to later as we talk about different boats, but led me to what we named our our first large boat, our our, our Regal thirty eight sixty as present tense. And one, it's a Pearl Jam song that's one of my favorite songs. But two, it always uh, a name that reminded me to always be where I'm where I'm at when I'm on that boat. And you know, it's kind of one of the things that's always led me to enjoy boating as much as I do. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned, especially as, as I've gotten older and, and life has gotten busier and more hectic, is that when you're out on the water, whether you're with friends, with family, uh, you know, that's kind of your community for, for that moment. Uh, and you kind of forget about everything else that's going on. And that's a really nice escape, um, allows you to, to kind of relax the, uh, the brain a little bit, perhaps enjoy a, a tasty beverage and, uh, you know, soak up the sun and get away from electronics for a little while. And I think for me also, and that, William, this was going to you a little bit, you know, what I like about it is the community that you are a part of. And so it's not just the folks that you have out on the boat, but it's the folks that you see at the dock. It's the folks that you see out at the cove. 
for me, it's the, the the members of the sailing community that I get to hang out with and learn from uh, and, and spend some time with. And I really like being a part of that community. Uh, it's sailors, boaters, they're for the most part just really good people. Uh, there's somebody that'll buy you a drink when you step up to the bar. Uh, there's somebody that'll help you if you have a question about a repair that you need to do for your boat. And there's always a repair that you have to do on your boat. Uh, and so I think it's a, it's a really nice sense of community. And that's something that I think we have gotten away from a little bit. And, and this kind of forces <laughs> us to come together and, and really, you know, build that in-person community. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ben, I'll jump in real quick there and just uh, and, and, and give uh, William some credit, uh, you know, credibility here for, um, you know, helping uh, convincing me to take a chance on a uh, on a much bigger boat than I've ever owned. And even if he lied to me and told me I'd learn how to drive it and all those things. Um, but, you know, had we not, you know, <laughs> had, I had a good teacher, I had a good teacher. Uh, and then you were there, too. But um, um <laughs> You know, I, you know, talking to, you know, to my wife and, and friends and, you know, and the, the times we had on that boat with our daughter, you know, we bought that boat in uh, late 2019. And, um, you know, I can't imagine not having had that boat uh, when COVID came around and the times we got to spend on it, which, you know, had COVID not come around, probably would have, you know, spent half the time on it that we did. But, uh, you know, it ended up just being a great thing and, you know, something we got to really enjoy. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, it just gets you out there, gets you um you know, out meeting different people and interacting with good folks. So on that note, Steve, uh, I know that you are currently boatless. I, um, no, we are. Well, well, actually, no, that's right. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 your fleet is down. Your fleet is down. I to, am no to, longer to, a Commodore. Yes, I, you're no longer uh, a Commodore. I am merely yes. a captain. There is no yeah. more fleet. So, so sorry, guys, he's, he's down down. Maybe two vessels. <laughs> Down, but not out. So, so Steve, let's talk about uh, the, the boat that you have now and how you got there, because I know that that was a little bit of a transition going from the bass boat to yeah. uh, to a bigger boat to to a kind of a fancier runabout. Yeah. Um, no, as I said before, uh, you know, my when I was a kid growing up, um, my dream was to own a, a Chevy truck with a Ranger bass boat. And I, I accomplished that. Um, and, you know, ended up, um, you know, kind of the mid, uh, you know, 2015 to 20, you know, I guess 2014, 2015, that era, um, got a, a, just a boat of my dreams. There was a, it was a, a, a 2014 Ranger 520C. Um, and, took that boat my wife and I took that boat literally all across Kentucky towed it to about just about every lake um that we could get into uh fishing tournaments just going out and enjoying the 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 you know great lakes that we have here in the state um and but, but again as I'd said before we, you know just really always kind of enjoyed boating as much or more than I did did fishing and as we had our daughter um you know we decided well you know we needed something different we ended up getting a pontoon boat which kind of took my soul away for a while. I said, I'd never get one of those, you know, things. Uh, but you know, had a, spent a lot of time on that, uh, down on, uh, typically, uh, Nolan river Lake, uh, kind of on the way out to Western Kentucky. But, um, you know, something I know we'll talk about maybe, uh, hopefully here in a later episode is never once put any, either of those boats on the Ohio river, even though we lived, uh, you know, less than five miles from it. Um, but, uh, as something we'd always wanted to do, 
a lot of folks uh, like you, Ben, you know, encouraging me to get out there on the Ohio. Uh, I think you and I took a uh, the two sea dues I had once. Uh, first time I'd ever been on a, on my own boat outside of maybe the CQ Princess. First time I'd ever gone on the Ohio River was when you and I took those two sea dues and we rode, gosh, what'd be 40, 50 miles upriver mm-hmm. on those things. Um and just had a great day and I just couldn't believe, uh, you know, what was up there and how pretty it was. And, um, you know, kind of committed then, you know, my wife and I said, we're going to get a boat on the Ohio. And we had planned to get a smaller boat and then ended up with a 40 foot boat, uh, thanks to William. And, um, and, you know, had that and, and learned a ton. We learned so much on that boat. It was, uh, I know you two kind of had to twist my arm on it because, you know, I tend to like newer things and things that automate things and maybe don't require as much maintenance or shouldn't require as much maintenance. But, um, you know, got that 2002 Regal 3860, uh, just a beautiful boat, learned a ton on it, not only on how to operate it, but how to maintain it. Um, and then learned enough with that that we decided, you know, the you know one being helped out by an extremely hot boat market, um, had an opportunity to uh, to sell that and look at get, uh, maybe getting something else that uh, was a little more in line with what we found we enjoyed. Um, we did uh, for a time when we sold that, uh, bought the current um, Regal LS six that we have now again, thanks to William, um, a boat that we still have and love. It's a twenty six foot runabout. Um, and just have, have really enjoyed that boat, not only at the lake, on the river, but, um, you know, then, uh, you know, as as we kind of look at getting another cruiser again, um, you know, William's got, I think, a picture of my, uh, what I hope to be my boat, uh, you know, coming in this spring. But, um, you know, that's where we are now. We're still got our, our, yeah, that one right there, another beautiful Regal. Um, but, you know, I, we've always had a boat in our life. We're down to the one right now, soon to be two, I hope, uh, you know, just the uh, construction uh, process willing. But, um, yeah, you know, just it's um, something we enjoy so much that I think we'll always uh, always have one there. And yeah. have become big fans of Regal, too. And they're not an advertiser yet. Uh, so, yet, uh, yet. <laughs> we'll be calling you. <laughs> uh, it, it, so, uh, Steve, kind of on that similar vein, and William, I'll, I'll ask you to chime in on this. You know, what would, what advice do you have for somebody that's looking to get into boating for the first time, um, whether it's a, a larger Regal 38.6 or, or a smaller runabout? Um, you, you know, do you, what have you learned through, through your years of boating and, and what would you like to pass along? Yeah, you know, I think mainly uh, do it and and don't don't worry about all the things and the, the reasons not to. Um, you know, I know there's an old joke out there. The best day of your life will be the day. You know, the best two days of your life will be the day you buy your boat and the day you sell it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those say just if you want to do it, just go and do it. Talk to somebody like a William who, um, you know, knows the types of different, different types of boats and can help put you in the right one. But, you know, the other thing is I, I would, uh, you know, start with something that you're comfortable with. You're going to learn a ton on that first boat you, you learn, you know, have, and you're probably going to learn what you do and don't like, you know, I, I think the when growing up and then through college and through other years, you know, to me, I always thought, man, I want that big engine. I want, you know, I remember the remember the bass boat we had had the two fifty Mercury on it. I mean, you know, and you're like, this is this is great. And then I remember the first cruiser I looked at was a thirty, I think a thirty four foot Sea Ray that you know somebody had been able to 
convince them to put twin 496s in. And I was like, man, this is, this is what I want. This is big. And, um, I remember when we were looking at our, our, uh, 2002 Regal, William uh, made a, a point. I, you know, I disagreed with him when he first said it. And he goes, I bet the most time you'll never go over 1600 RPM. And um, lo and behold, that's what I found out I really enjoy about boating is just that kind of slow cruising, enjoying the day, not burning a lot of gas, uh, talking to friends and things like that. So, I, you know, again, I say all that to just say, find what you like, be willing to learn, be willing to ask questions, be willing to listen to folks who know more than you. Cause there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of them out there and there'll always be. And, um, you don't be afraid to get out there in the water and try it out. You know, with that, everything is at your fingertips right now. You can visit boat dealerships. You can even go to restaurants and sit down and have dinner and watch the boats waterside. And, and and spend time with those folks. There's YouTube videos and everything to see what you want best with the boat. You know, that's a great right. point you just brought up there. YouTube, um, you know, was a great source for me and, and I know many others too, to learn about not only the different types of boats, but how to care for them, how to operate them, how to, you know, uh, you know how to maintain them. And, you know, I know that's something I know, William, you know, you're, you're very much into as well. Uh, it, it's a great tool to, uh, to teach folks. So it's a good point. Well, the big thing is, is that everybody knows someone who's boats. Spend time with them before you buy a boat. And they're friends. Just go out and have a good time with them. I think I'll add the only other thing that I've learned in this process. I think this goes a little bit along the lines of what you both are saying is don't be afraid to get that first boat, knowing that it's not going to be the perfect boat. Uh, you learn a lot. I learned a lot with my first boat, things that I like, things that I didn't like uh, with, with it. And it's okay to move on from a boat as well. So buy a boat, use it for a couple of seasons, take note of what you like, what you don't like, and then use that as learning opportunity for the, for the next boat that you're going to buy. Yeah. You know, Ben, that's a, that, that's a very valid point. And, and, you know, and it, it's something that, you know, again, like you said, you're going to learn a lot on whatever kind of boat you have. Um, and you're going to learn how they're different. You're going to learn how they're good for different things. Uh, you know, if I'm down at uh, Nolan river Lake, the, the pontoon boat we had was fantastic. The, uh, Regal LS six we have now, the runabout has been great. Um, but we've got a six year old and what does she like to do? She likes to swim. So a lot of times our boat, uh, especially our current one, um, turns into an extremely high priced swimming platform. Um, but you know, very comfortable one too, with a nice radio. Um, and you know, when we were boating on the Ohio, we, we have, uh, spent a lot of time up here with our current runabout and it's a big one at 26 feet and it does have a, a small bathroom on it. But one of the things we learned, um, was we, with our daughter and with the way we like to boat that cabin in the cruiser that you can go down to and there's a real bathroom down there and a way to get out of the sun. That's what made boating work for us. And, 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 and when I say work for us, it meant we could go out all day as opposed to two hours when, you know, our daughter would be like, yeah, you know, I'm bored now. Um, she and her little friend could go, you know, down underneath and 
watch a show on the TV or if they wanted to come up on deck, they could, but it, it just gave us more freedom. And that's something that, you know, when we were looking at that boat, we were also looking at a, um, at about a 32 foot runabout that we were like, ah, this is the boat for us. This is the one we're going to enjoy, but it didn't have a cabin. And I'm really, really glad that, um, you know, William twisted our arm and, and talked us into the other boat. Cause it, it, uh, it really did end up being what we needed then, but also what we found is what we really want in the future too. All right, let's wrap up with one last question. Uh, this might be my favorite one. Uh, so we all love to spend time on the water. I'm going to give everybody a magic wand. Tell me about your ideal day on the water. William, you want to start? This is a family-friendly show, so let's keep this PG. <laughs> Steve, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, really, you, know, I, you know, I think uh, I think we summed it up earlier. You know, my ideal day on the water would be one of those beautiful, probably fall days when it's about 68, 72, sunny, light breeze, beautiful, clear sky, when you can take a group of friends out and just cruise up river and, you know, not go fast, not really be in a hurry to go anywhere. Just enjoy the day, um, you know, have my family, have friends there and, um, you know, not, not worry about anything else, not worry about, you know, work or my phone or, you know, any of the other things that we all deal with in life, just uh, being present and um, enjoying the day and, and, you know, just again, being out on the water um, and enjoying life on a beautiful day. Uh, you know, Ben, that's a good question. Uh, when is there not a bad uh, <laughs> good, on Better the answer, better answer. You know, <laughs> you know, depending, you know, based on weather, you know, weather could change that a little bit, but, and you're right, Steve, it could be as simple as just uh, two people, three people on the boat with you and everybody smiling. Um, it could be a kid fishing and catch his first fish with his dad on a small boat with a cane pole even. Um, and, the, and, or it could be a grandmother on a pontoon boat with her grandchildren mm -hmm turn around and saying and seeing all those smiles on that boat. Um, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's, if you're on the water, you want to be on that water. You're not forced to go in that water. And it's, it's always involving a lot of smiles. If you can stand on that boat and you can spin around and see the smiles from all the family members, that's a good day on the water. You could be off in a cove somewhere fishing. You could be at a restaurant having a, a nice dinner and cocktails. You could be just, actually, you could probably be at your dock if you picked up that pizza on the way from work to the boat and not even take the boat out. Just sit at the dock and enjoy a nice cocktail with your special one and enjoy that pizza, <laughs> even if it's Papa Murphy's. <laughs> I think it's a good answer right there. <laughs> all right. On that note, gentlemen, thank you all for this great conversation and this great kickoff to the uh, Bite Boat 502 podcast. Uh, look forward to many more of these discussions with you all and with others in the boating community. Uh, so thank you for sharing these stories today and look forward to talking soon. Cheers. Thank you all so much. Cheers. Cheers.